Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Wow, what a different change we have, huh? Yeah, this is uh, totally different than the office view we normally have, right? It's kind of nice, the the beautiful um, Pelleter Canyon. Yeah, we're actually recording this uh, before the hill climb at, mm-hmm. at the 24 Hours in the Canyon event. And uh, so when you're listening to this, 24 hours is already over. But this is really kind of cool because we're here before, you know, the height of everything happening. And and it's intense. It is. It is. And I'm excited because we've got lots of survivors here tonight um, to share their stories, to know what we do, why we do it. And um, we're really excited. For sure. So let's get started. Yeah, let's do, you know, because we do have a a tight time schedule. So uh, (laughs) let's start first. And uh, our first guest is Eric Larson. And Eric, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm from Austin. Uh, I was diagnosed in 2019, in March of 19, uh, the very beginning of it, uh, tonsil cancer. Uh, so on March 29th, we had my first major surgery. We went in and removed the growth that was five centimeters by two centimeters by three centimeters, uh, 65 lymph nodes, uh, 13 centimeters of my jugular vein. Oh my. And then my right, uh, saliva gland and duct, which is great when you're a cyclist. And yes. then, <laughs> yeah, for reals. And then after that, um, I had to do two big rounds of chemo and 35 rounds of radiation treatment. Oh my goodness! Uh, feeding like tube, a- the whole nine yards. I dropped 55 pounds in six months. Goodness! Yeah. Wow, you would have never guessed. Looking at you today, you look great. I uh, I began, put some of that back on. Unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Right. And but you're fixing to go do the hill climb. I'm going to yeah. go do the hill climb here and in so a few well minutes. For those of you who don't know what the hill climb is. It's 1.2 miles of pure, how should we say it, torture, pain. <laughs> it's it's tough. It really is. It looks it, tough. It's, it's, it is. Um, but there's a lot of loud noises and a lot of ringing bells and a lot of cheering. And it's at night, um, which is another weird thing, too. So uh, it's really cool. So a little side note on that. Uh, but so, Eric, tell us. Why do you participate in 24 Hours? So I came out, the first year was in 2018. I obviously missed 19 and 20. Um, we come down with a whole group of friends. Um, we all have a same core member of the group that we admire and get to ride with. And it's just a great bunch of people. They, when I got sick, they did this whole Team Eric thing. That's right. And uh, they all have bicycle grips that say Team Eric on them. And if you would ask me, hey, you know, we're going to do this. How many do you think we should buy? I would have said, well, 15 to 20 because we're not going to need a lot of grips because yeah. who wants a grip like that? And we ended up going through 60 sets of them. Wow. Which and is if I remember correctly, weren't they? They were purple. Or they're they, purple. Yep, right. because purple is throat cancer right. color. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you know all this, to be honest <laughs> with you, Ryan. <laughs> He's got a great memory. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that some of the people that I run into and they go, oh, yeah, I know about Team Eric. And I'm like, how do you know about Team Eric? And it's like this whole this whole group that I hang out with, they're like, oh, yeah, we know all about it. That's right. And so it's it's been very impressive on that part, the support from my friends. That's just, I never would have thought that was there. I mean, it's they, they come out when the time is necessary, right? Yeah. <coughs> wow. So, yes, they have. So how has your battle with cancer changed your outlook on life? Well, you know, here's the, here's the thing. I, in retrospect, I really wish I had not done the chemo or radiation treatments. The after effects are really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got tinnitus in my ears that's like a constant level five all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, minimal movement in my neck. Um, and my neck and shoulder locks up when I ride a lot. So I have to be careful on how much I ride. Um, and, I, and I relate that all back to the chemo and the radiation, especially the, the tinnitus in the ears. 
Uh, if I ever have to go do it through it again, I, I most likely will not do chemo or radiation again, mm -hmm. just because the side effects are just, just not worth it. I will just let it run its course and call it a day. Sometimes they don't uh, tell us all about the side effects before you go through treatment. Yeah, I kind of a little upset with my chemologist on that. Because um, I said when I got done with the first round of chemo that I'd had the tinnitus. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't too bad. And I wish she at that point in time and said, hey, you know, we do the second one. It could get worse. Right. And I would have rethought the whole situation and probably would not have done the second load and just took my chances. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, because it was, it was tolerable then not tolerable so much now yeah, yeah. oh my goodness yeah. It's terrible I mean, these are some of the stories we hear a lot pam yeah. you know i mean it's it's the after effects they're so focused on getting you in treatment getting you going um and unfortunately it comes with uh, sometimes a heavy price and they rush you through it so fast i mean it's just like you go to the doctor i went to my gp and he's like he won't tell me anything but he's already before i left his office he said you have an appointment with your ent on friday at three o'clock it's that roller coaster of here yeah, we go, yeah. hold on like, tight. And I'm like, what's going on? He said, well, I don't know yet. I need someone else to take a look at it. And it's like, you know it's most likely cancer. Just tell me that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Instead of letting me spend four days freaking out about it. Because then I went and had my ultrasound on a Tuesday. He calls me back within hours and says, all right, I've got you scheduled for an MRI. Yeah. I'm like, well, are you going to tell me what the heck's going on or not? Sure, sure. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you, Eric, we got one last question for Eric, you. Yeah. And if you just share maybe what the significance of 24 hours is to you you know what's so great about it is the, the we get to ride on some great trails out here at paul sure. canyon and the guys who maintain them i know several of them and they do a great job and so it's so much fun and then we've got probably 35 in our group this year that's just hanging out and we just did a group dinner and we just sat around and talked awesome. and it's it's more the camaraderie mm -hmm. than anything you know we all gonna go ride sure. and we go have a hammer fest every now and again but mm -hmm. four days of playing mountain bikes and getting to hang out with your friends i mean that's Awesome. That's, that's that's what it's, what it's about. about. That's what it's about. More I'm glad you're here to do they're that. They're there to support you. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I, we just, I love them all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm very grateful. Eric, yes. thank you for sharing with us. You're welcome. We You'll have a good night. That. Have fun. Thanks. Good luck yeah. on the hill climb. Good luck on the hill climb. Thank you. Pam, that's a tough one to follow. I mean, uh, to start off with that one, that, that that's, a, that's, that's a good one. I think we're going to be in for a treat for our next one. Oh, we are. Because <laughs> I know our next one. I've known our next guest for uh, a number of years. And uh, we, we've gone... Uh, uh, we go way back, so I'm super, super excited, and I um, am anxious for you to hear from Sharon McNutt. Uh, Sharon um, is what I consider someone who, who embodies survivorship. So, Sharon, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Tell to us hear. about yourself. Um, Where are you from? I'm from <laughs> Dallas, Texas, Mesquite area. Mm -hmm. I'm a ten-year survivor. Stage ten years stage three late stage three breast cancer that's um, right did the aggressive cancer treatments a double mastectomy had to make a lot of changes you know it's a long road it's a long road yeah life changes well let me ask you this so you talked about changes what give us a couple of those changes that you've made a lot of changes i had to take more control to find out when something goes wrong, whether it's your body or a car, you have to get it diagnosed and you have to figure out, was this from the oil I put in my engine or was it because I was just driving it with a can't drive 55 and I was just, you know. <laughs> Hammer down. So the yeah. body is the same way. You know, um, I got my genetic testing and my genes look pretty decent. Mm -hmm. 
So therefore, it became my in, it, it became my environment. Anything I was putting in my mouth, on my skin, yep. cosmetic-wise. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I had to take a long, hard look and become my own advocate, do my own research, and just figure out how to... My goal was to have a quality of life, not quantity. Because right. I had a 50-50 chance of survival, and they told me with the treatments I took, I maybe could get five years. And... Um, Five years is good, so I did the most aggressive treatments. But in the meantime, you, if like I said, what what you're putting in your body, what feeds cancer, what doesn't feed cancer? Yeah. You know what happens to a swimming pool when it doesn't get pH balanced? It grows awful things. Your body's the same way. Right. Well, you touched on a couple of things, but I want you to kind of touch on a couple more of how your cancer journey changed your outlook on life. Um, epic Um, you can't you can't wait you can't plan for retirement anymore you can't think you're going to have time for anything except for the next day when you wake up you make sure it's epic and I like to use a phrase called balls to wall (laughs) and you go balls to wall and it's 110% no matter whether it's parenting um, sure. being a friend and helping somebody out yeah. or just living your life authentic as a person and getting, you know, finding your vibe tribe. Right. You can't live authentically if the people around you aren't your vibe. I like that. Sure. Vibe tribe. Yes. I like that a lot. I do have to ask, though, for our listeners, she's sitting here in a pink tutu mm-hmm. fixing to get on a bike to ride to go up the hill. And Sharon's a veteran of climbing up the hill. <laughs> But I'm always almost the last one that finishes. But I never have to walk, so I'm. Hey, kudos to you. <laughs> it, it's on a single speed, so and I got. And, okay, so those of you who are wondering, she just said single speed. Let me explain real fast. Single speed means you have one gear. You don't have ten or twelve or eleven gears like some people do. You have one. There's that no downshift. Makes it harder, right? Oh, it makes it terribly harder. And it's a lot of grinding, and it's a lot of just head down. And it's and a lot of good deep breathing. Yeah. Because yeah. oxygen equals energy, and it also kills cancer. So, Or if you were like me, it would be a lot of huffing and puffing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be the one walking up. So did you add the tutu after your diagnosis? Yes. Yes. Is it just something that you decided that's going to... It's my way of letting other survivors know that there is a life after a cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You have to have a good attitude. There's going to be a little few darker days and lighter days. Your attitude will determine many things. If your attitude is horrible, then you're not going to get far. I mean, it's yeah. that's common sense. Yeah. For it's, sure. Well, tell us, Sharon, why do you participate in 24 Hours? Because I can. Ah, that's right. I, like I figured that, that was coming. I figured something like, because it's here and because I can do it and because I'm, I'm able to. Because this is where people come yeah. to see other cancer survivors. And this is, this is the place to find my vibe tribe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may see them once a year, but there's a mutual respect that comes from just a nod from another right. cancer survivor. That's and right. we're here, we're doing it, and we win. That's right. We win. That's right. 
Well, real quickly, Sharon, last question, because we want to make sure we get everybody else, is what is the significance of this event for you? And you've, you've touched on that. I love the Vibe Tribe. I'm going to start stealing that and using it. Um, you know I spoke to you. You did. Um, you did. When you get a cancer diagnosis, it's like the first boyfriend that breaks up with you and shatters your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, a cancer diagnosis shatters your entire life. And you have to pick those pieces up piece by piece and put them together and make, you've got to start over. You've got to make sense of things. That's you right. have a lot of processing to do. And, um, you know, the good thing about picking up pieces and putting them back together again, it's going to be a fresh start and it's going to be what you make it. And you can put yourself back together stronger than how you were when you fell apart. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Fresh start. Lots of, lots of uh, good things to take away from that. Sharon, mm -hmm. thank you so much. You're I welcome. I know you've got to go to get warmed up and get ready for the hill climb. Yes. I'll see you out there and see you out during the weekend as well. Thank you again for sharing thank with you. us. Thank you. Well, we're with another guest. Yes. And, and I'm excited to introduce Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. I am having a child on september 18th hopefully awesome. somewhere around there so awesome. that's a big change that's a good month that's my birthday month too, <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah it's a good month so that's exciting I don't know about that um i was diagnosed with testicular cancer in 2017 right okay. around my birthday so okay. uh it was just stage one but it, it was still difficult sure um, you know i think the hardest part for me was the big unknown you know what do you do what do you do you go to this doctor that doctor you know what choices do you make sure um, yeah so i'm all good now i've been cancer free probably since i had surgery at yes. least i i assume so right yeah, there's always that uh fear of recurrence oh yeah and it, it's something i know and we and we have our survivors that talk about that greatly uh something that you continually worry about and deal with comes up every year it so. does almost a bad anniversary almost <laughs> yep. yes. yeah does. well i tell you um how would you say mark that your battle with cancer your journey that you had really changed maybe your outlook on life uh, i would say it just made me appreciate it more yeah. um i don't know before you you have cancer it's you stress out about the little things and then once you go through it you're like man this doesn't really matter too much I'm going to go spend time with family and friends and yeah. hang out. So Yeah. You know, I know as a nurse, um, we'd hear these stories. and It's rough. It is. It is. It's very rough. And I, you know, it's one of those things, and I know our listeners are agreeing, nodding heads, and saying, yeah. You, so what if your kid doesn't pick up their clothes? So what yeah. if they, you know... It, it does. It change, It makes a whole different perspective. Yeah. It does. Oh. Well, you know, this is what's so unique about what we're doing. And, and um, Pam was talking with our, our folks that are participating in 24 hours. And, you know, that's what's cool is taking it and, and living life and, and pushing on and pushing forward. So tell us, Mark, why are you participating this year? Uh... I really just want to support a great cause and get a bunch of my buddies together. Yeah. So. Yeah. Camaraderie. You know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Sharon just said a minute ago, her vibe tribe. 
That's, yeah, that's my that's my new motto. I'm gonna try and use that as many times. Five tribes. So you guys are listening can count. You better trademark that right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Count how many times I use it in the podcast, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Hashtag vibe tribe, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's right because you know that's your support group, that's your support network, and probably some of those guys were there along the way throughout your your journey, weren't they? Oh yeah. Um, I think I had four friends there two or three days after my surgery. Um, they also went to a wedding, but they were there with me the whole time, so yeah. the wedding was just a little extra. Yeah, so. a little extra. <laughs> well, do you know that you're having a boy or a girl? I don't know. Don't know. I think it's a boy. Wife thinks it's a girl. Oh. So. Ooh. Up in the air. I'm guessing you're not finding out then. No. <laughs> what a blessing to have a kid after a diagnosis. So there is hope for those that are listening. Yes. Um, what does this event signify? Um, to you? I mean, I think it's just the ability to come out and do it. Yeah. Um, to have the freedom to be healthy enough um, yes. to be able to do this. So. Yeah. And he's another one going up the hill. Yep. Oh, yeah. For the first time, though, no, I haven't learned my lesson yet. So. <laughs> have you done the hill climb before? I have not. So. Awesome. You're going to love it. Hopefully it's more than a single <laughs> And I say that, I, listen, I've climbed up the hill. It's not fun. But listen, <laughs> I, I think our listeners need to understand and respect the fact that, you know, this is what you're doing. And, I mean, these are, these are Pam, these are folks that could have just sat at home and woe is me, you know, and I can't do what I used to do. You, you rode bikes, I'm sure, before your cancer diagnosis. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't do that anymore. No, you can. You Those can. are some of the things we talk about, right? Get out. Get yes, active. Be active. And move on and be active in what you love to do doesn't mean that you can't do that. So right. that's that's so awesome. Uh, you know, Mark, thank you for sharing with us. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. We appreciate that. I hope you and have a uh, great weekend. Absolutely. And, and we'll see you out at the fun. hill climb. All righty, perfect. Thanks, buddy. Thank you all. Pam, I, I just have to say, too, I want to throw out a few things really quick. Um, so we're recording this live pseudo live right right um and it's called the pete's and pondacetta and primal pre-ride party how many pete's was that it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot and um that's what's so cool about it, right so um pete's car smart kia is one of our is our sponsor mm-hmm. and uh pondacetta helps us with 24 hours and then primal makes our jerseys and so here in just a little bit you guys are probably going to start hearing a lot more noise the primal pre-ride party is happening in Pete's and Pondacetta and it's so many peas you can't hardly spit them all out. <laughs> but it's going to be fun and I'm excited to hear from our next guest. Yes. Welcome, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Let, tell us about yourself. Um, let's see. My name is Carrie Brock and I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2007. And um probably like other people would say it was only stage one thank goodness but it's not an only and whenever you get that cancer diagnosis it just sucks the air out of all the you know out of the room you can't breathe your life changes um, down a different trajectory right then but um Fortunately, in December, that'll be 14 years ago so that's quite a ways 14 years Wow. wow So, uh, how has your your journey with your cancer changed your outlook on life? I think I don't take anything for granted. And um, 
hopefully live life to the fullest, like right. take advantage of right. different things like this event or, um, you know, when you're, I guess I was 42 when I got the diagnosis. I had two high schoolers. I had a middle schooler and um, it was hard because I'm like, they, they were old enough to know what to was going understand. on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, am I going to be around to you know, see them graduate, to go to college, get right. married, and all the thankfully, what ifs, right? yeah, all those what ifs, but now, you know, they, they're all married, I have four grandchildren, and so it's just like, you know, you enjoy everything, I was thinking about doing this podcast today, and I had been doing laundry, and I thought, I'm so thankful to do laundry, I mean, it's right. just simple little mundane things that... Yes. You know, that normally... It's a complete change. Exactly. It's a and, different focus. And, you know, some people think that, say, for instance, it sounds really cliche, right, to say, oh, don't take things for granted. I mean, that's literally, that's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember that when I had my scare that I've talked about on the podcast before, and it you come out of that going, you know what, I'm really, now I'm focusing on the real stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm taking uh, not anything for granted, and that's what we're doing exactly yeah and it's just something that's in your head I remember I used to think about having cancer every day all day long so many times a day until I reached the five-year anniversary I don't know what was so significant about that but at that point I stopped thinking about it every day it wasn't just a huge part of your life anymore and so like coming and doing this event it kind of gives me a chance to sit back and think oh you know, I remember that, and I refocus again and think, yeah, I want to enjoy doing laundry or just mundane yeah. things or enjoy driving down to the canyon or biking. That's right. Some of those so. things maybe some of us uh, dread doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Different outlook. Well, you did. You touched a little bit on it, Carrie, about uh, a little bit about participating in 24 Hours. But uh-huh. is there? Tell us why you do participate in 24 Hours. Well. Ryan knows, but um, I work out with a group of ladies that are, there's like 20 or 30 or 40 of us. It's the extreme accountability group for yeah. sure, right? And we're mostly grandmothers, but ages 40 on up. And so there's 26 of us that are riding. Sonic has sponsored us. We're Sonic Cycle. Yep. And so we are riding, I think, because we can. Yes. And then we have like three or four cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually have an, one lady who's a widow whose husband passed away from cancer. And if you don't mind, can I read what she wrote yeah. on Absolutely. Facebook today? Because we all have our little posters that say who we ride yes. for. And she is talking about, um, she wrote this on a Facebook post today that s- says, we know about cancer, but what really matters is people have it and those people and their families hurt. The most comforting thing is to talk or be with another that understands the fear and the pain and the journey of the things we go through. He said, it is a privilege to ride in 24 hours in the canyon because I understand and have been understood because I have seen and I have been seen. It's a very meaningful thing to honor every soul that is named on my board and more. And that's my friend Kathy that wrote that. And I'm like, it is. That's I mean, powerful. once you've been there, you're, it's those people that are on our boards that we're writing for. They've been through hurt. They've been through pain, whether they've survived or whether they haven't or they're still going on their journey. So it's just a time to honor them and know you're not alone. You know, that I think every family has been touched by cancer some part away, or you think so. so. I think we all have yeah. some way, somehow. 
I can't even put into words. I mean, it's it's this crazy little bike thing we do. <laughs> you never, I mean, you know, 15 years ago, and here we are. And I mean, it's it is it's what it's what we're what we're doing. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, thank you, Pam. I'm I'm telling you, this is amazing. It, it's it makes all the work we do seem trivial but so worth it that's and, right and um i know our next guest um i've didn't have any idea never knew this person until came to the survivorship center and i've gotten to know uh him quite well and uh i consider him a friend and uh, i want to introduce everybody to byron Townrow and uh byron hey ryan how are you sir i'm good today great tell us a little bit about yourself and uh we'll get jump in well my name is byron Chandro. i'm uh from the Amarillo area, I moved here in 1980. I'm originally from the nor- uh, northeastern corner of New Mexico, and I've uh, lived in the Amarillo Panhandle or the Texas Panhandle since 1980. Great. And then tell us about your. Oh, go ahead. What type of cancer did you have, and what year were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed with bladder cancer in 2015. 2015, and so you're six. six years no 2015 six years six years sorry (laughs) my brain is a little warped at the moment for you following along at home it's been a long week with all the rain and all the work we've done but no six years i was correct i I doubted myself so tell us byron how you going through your cancer changed your outlook on your life well it changed my life because i've had this discussion with ryan before You, you know when you have the word cancer and your name in the same sentence, it tends to get your attention. And uh, you, became, you become more aware of every day of your life because you don't know uh, what's gonna happen at that point. You hope for the best, but uh, you just don't know. I mean, it really does affect, affect you mentally, it affects you emotionally, uh, and you, you start making preparations that you normally wouldn't make. True. So Do you it, feel like it, it changed your life the moment they said, hey, Byron, you have cancer? Yes. Yeah. It, it did. Like I said, when, when you have your name and the word cancer in the same sentence, it slaps you in the face. Because it does seem different, right, when it's, did you hear about so-and-so who was diagnosed with cancer? You're like, oh. Right. And when, it, when it's you, it's, it, hits, it hits you pretty hard. Totally does. And I know, Byron, you and I have talked uh, numerous times, and you – uh, have lost several uh, folks that you went through treatment together and were have struggling with an, some concerns there. Yes. And you found I, your purpose, right? I, I've, I've had friends that were diagnosed pretty close to the same time I was with the same type of cancer that I had, and they're not here today. And uh, I just believe God has a purpose for my life as a survivor and I try to help those that are dealing with the disease, that's and right. that's why I'm here. Yeah, so. that's right. A mentor, absolutely. So, Byron, why do you participate in 24 Hours? Well, I'm 65 years old this year, and I'm a cancer survivor. So I figure if I can still do this, I can still do a lot of things, and I, right. I participate <laughs> in this event to stay healthy, mentally, physically, and to help others that are fighting this battle. Right. I try to raise money for this cause. Um, you know, are, there are people out there that have been diagnosed with cancer that need the services that this organization provides. Right. And 
I'm thankful for this organization. I'm thankful for Ryan and all of the people that surround him and support this cause. It's a pretty cool cause to um, it, it support. It sure is. It, it's fun. It's fun for sure. So uh, you touched on this a little bit, but tell us about the significance of 24 Hours to you. Well, the significance to me is that I get to see a lot of people that are also, they're either battling the same battle or they're here to help those that are battling. So it's just a good thing to do. It, and uh, like I said, I'm healthy, I'm alive, I'm well. And why should I just sit around when I could be doing something to help others that, that have this disease? That's right. Well, I'm glad That's you right. get out and get active. That's so important. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, Byron rides a lot, Pam. He, he, he rides a lot, and uh, he's always out on the bike. And uh, any chance he gets, he and his friend Paul, and uh, tearing it up. So it's no secret, of course, to see him here. It's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And yeah. I like what he said. You know, there's people that need our service. Yep, and that's right. So I hope those that are listening, can, you know, take advantage of that. Yes. Yeah, because it's Absolutely. entirely free. You're right. Because of people like Byron, who's raised money and, and providing, helping to provide services for folks. Byron's right. been on full moon hikes with us. You know, some of the fun things we do out here. So we love Paladuro Canyon. Yes. We love it. We yes. absolutely, it's, there's, it's a healing place. We're, we're very fortunate to have this yes. canyon in our backyard. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Byron. We appreciate you. you. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll see you out on the trails. Thanks, guys, for all, all right. you do. Thanks. Pam. I am super excited. Oh, I'm changing hats to a Primal hat because oh, no. we love Primal. Um, again, those are the folks that make our jerseys, and that seems pretty maybe insignificant to some of our listeners, but it's huge because they are very important. Here, here are the snaps. Here we go. Everybody snap it. <laughs> Get a, it just right. I have a big head, so I have to <laughs> adjust it way up. Not far enough. Okay. Uh-oh. So while I'm doing this, <laughs> let me introduce you to our next guest. And I'm hey, I think you, it's our friend from across the it, pond, no, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it is our friend from across the pond. He uh, has already been on our, our podcast once, but this is what's so cool is because uh, that he and his wife are here, and um, you guys get to hear him again. And it's probably because y'all loved his accent so much. Alan. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, the gravel dock. Brilliant. The gravel dock is here, folks. So, Alan, for those that maybe haven't listened to your podcast earlier and you need to go listen to it, there's so much good in there. Tell us kind of about yourself, your cancer diagnosis, and so forth. Yeah, so it, it, uh, I'm not the one that has a funny accent. All you guys are, by oh. the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, Touché. so or, or, originally from Ireland. And so it, my, my cancer story, you know, is probably no, no different than anybody else's. 2014 was really feeling pretty rough, um, trying to figure out why I was so tired all the time and, and went to the doctor and kind of went through that journey of, hey, like, we need to do some ultrasounds, we need to do some tests. And you always, you kind of figure out when doctors and techs are doing tests get really quiet, things are not good. <laughs> and so for me, it was, you know, one of those, hey, okay, now we need to do biopsies. And it was all moving fast. And so I was diagnosed with uh, papillary thyroid cancer um, in late 14-ish. Um, and from there, it was just a whirlwind of surgeries and treatments. And, and it kind of, you know, the world was spinning out of control. And I think that for me was kind of the, the, one of the biggest things is I'm not making decisions here. Everybody else is making them for me. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Alan touched on that before. 
go listen to his podcast. Can't tell you that enough times. Um, taking ownership, you know, and, and you are your best advocate. Yeah, 100% can't encourage people to do that enough. You know, doctors and medical professionals are going to make the best decisions that they know of. But each person is an individual and needs to sort of figure out their own world. Yes. And, and, hey, you know, I, I want to make my own decision here. And that, that's really what I ended up doing. And I think that's scary for some of our survivors listening. You know, the doctor says to do this. The doctor's yes. okay. in charge. The yeah. doctor's in charge. doctor's in charge. No. And the doctor says, you're going to take this medicine. You're going to do this radiation mm-hmm. treatment. And it, it's at the end of the day, it, it took me a while to figure out that, that's my decision to make, not theirs. That's right. And so that, you know, I, I made some of those decisions and kind of went down that path. And yeah. so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. So how has your battle with cancer changed your outlook on life? Oh, wow. So coming from Ireland, I was originally pretty easygoing, laid back person. Um, the, the whole cancer diagnosis thing, it, it really puts the world in a completely different perspective, right? Is right. It's that, hey... You know, it's it's you're five minutes late to something. Okay, it's mm. not the end of the world. Right. You know, um, you know, you, kids are doing something. You know, that's wild and crazy. Cool. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, that's a recurring thing yeah. tonight. Yeah. You know. Well, that's what's so reassuring, right? So you guys that are at home, nodding your head, you know, agreeing with everything. It's that reassurance. Yeah. I mean, right. you're not the only one yep. who feels this way. Yeah. And I think that, you know, chatting to some folks today, it's always when you're on the other side of the fence and then you kind of are brought over to this side of the fence. Yes. And then you have people coming up to you going, you know, hey, I'm sorry about your cancer diagnosis. I I don't know what to say. And you're like, say whatever you want. Ask whatever questions you want. It's an open book. And And I'm not contagious. No. Yeah. And the more we get it out there, the more it's understood, you know, the better treatments, the whole nine yards. That's right. And there's no perfect thing to say to a cancer patient. There is no perfect. No, I don't need a card. I'm, you know, (laughs) it's all good. I don't, you know. Or or a pot roast. Oh yeah. I don't need meals (laughs) delivered every day. You know, while I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, No. Yeah. I know. So why do you participate in 24? Oh, wow. So I've been participating for a really long time. Um, how long has the event been going on now, Ryan? This is our 15th year. So I think I've been doing it for about 12 years now. Um, and so it, it's just kind of, for me, it's sort of become this just intertwined thing with my own cancer journey. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it, you know, it was weird that one of the years, one of the fundraising prizes was uh, two Southwest Airlines flights. And I actually used them after my cancer diagnosis to fly down to MD Anderson. So it's kind of, it's just, it's a very, coming back to this event always centers me. It always sort of brings me back to center and seeing all the people. Yeah. You know, uh, we have this new new term. I'm going to use it. uh, So you guys get ready to put put a chalk mark down. We're basically your vibe tribe. That's it. You know, that's really it. Someone used that earlier. 100%. Sharon McNutt used that earlier. And I'm like, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Vibe Tribe. I'm going to have t-shirts made and yep. hats and bumper stickers. Vibe Tribe. And that's seeing those same people back here every year over and over again. Like, you kind of show up and you go, okay, good. They're here. Oh, yep. yep. They're here. Yep. They're here. Okay. We're all good. It's kind of a big family reunion. It is. And uh, my, So, it's funny. Um, my, my boss says we're kind of a cult. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. This is not a bad cult to nope. be in. 
It's the best <laughs> one out there. It is not bad at all. Alan, thank you so much yes. for coming out. We're excited to have you and hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. So, Alan, actually, really fast, Alan is our first repeat guest, Pam. Yes. Which is so uh, awesome. That's right. You can put that on your resume. I will. And, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, let right us know. after interviewing Lance Armstrong. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. yes. Alan was at a, at a gravel race uh, last week yep. and got to interview Lance Armstrong. So. Yeah. He's, awesome. he's, he's practically famous. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Alex. Thanks, Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, no, another guest. Yeah, another guest. You know, Pam, what this kind is of so stories are we going to hear? This is fun. This is fun. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce our guest because I've introduced several. I'm going to let you go this time. Okay. Tonight we have Kevin. Kevin, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I'm down from Glenwood Springs, uh, but I actually spent better part of the last like seven, eight years living in, in Lubbock, working for Texas Tech with the outdoor program. Uh, yeah, I've been up here quite a bit. Yeah, we used to do mountain bike trips, just recreational trips on a regular basis, like two or three a semester. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I've spent a lot of time up here, done a few races in the past, and yeah, it's kind of nice being back in Texas, seeing some family. Texas. Awesome. Yeah, that's, no right. G- that's right. Greater place, right? No, it's, it's <laughs> no greater. And, of course, uh, you know, Kevin knows about the trails here. Kevin's racing, having a good time this weekend. And uh, so tell us about how when you went through your cancer journey, how it changed your outlook on your life. Um, well, backing it up just a little bit, my younger sister – I, it kind of starts with her. So in 2017, uh, kind of winter 2017, uh, she had been kind of having some health problems, especially, yeah, just, you know, like eating, thought it was kind of dietary, had switched things up. Um, and it turned out it was stage four gastric cancer. And she's three years younger than me. Uh, her initial diagnosis was at age 30. So we started going down the rabbit hole of genetic testing. Um, and she came back for a gene marker, CDH1, uh, which is systematic with uh, essentially diffuse uh, gastric cancer, so really, really difficult to, to screen yeah. uh, and very, I mean, pretty fatal uh, for, for most people by the time it actually is symptomatic, uh, typically their late stage. Um, so that's what she started going through in 2017. And because she did the genetic testing, um, it was strongly encouraged that I get genetic testing, you know, like in, in addition and came back positive for the gene marker. How did you feel about that, like doing genetic testing? Um, I had some family members that were a little bit reluctant at first, uh, but just having the knowledge. Um, at the time, we had yeah one small boy who was age two, and then we knew that our second was on the way. So I think about you know protecting my family and you know like what sure. does this mean? Yeah. Um, so going in and and uh, actually doing the genetic test, it was a pretty big shocker finding out that. Yeah, I came back for this this gene marker CDH1 as well, um, and at least for men who have it, they say it's roughly like an 80% chance that this is going to kill you if nothing else does first. Oh wow! Um, so the uh, the main treatment they they really can't screen. I ended up doing some scopes and biopsies, but they say you pretty much have to get a full, well, complete gastrectomy. So every bit of your stomach tissue has to come out in order to right. to mitigate the the risk. Um, so that's what I ended up doing. Um, I guess this was like late 2018 is when I had that done. Um, so yeah, living a really active lifestyle, going through this. Yeah, there were a lot of questions, you know, like what am I going to be able to do in the future? How long is the recovery going to be? And what's it going to look like going forward? Right. So when you had your surgery, that's when you were diagnosed? 
Yeah, um, and I guess, you know, like diagnosis, because um, I didn't at that point know if I had surgery, would I put it off for maybe five years? But when they ended up doing the pathology, I was positive by, uh, for stage one cancer. They, they found three sites where I was developing the same thing that, that my sister had. So, so sisters can be good sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> prophylactically, then you're, fixed, you're taking care of this and find out you're, you have stage one. It, essentially, yeah. Um, pretty difficult, though. I, I mean, I'm not a, a big guy. Never was, you know, like a big guy to begin with. Um, just weight-wise, and at the time, I, I think I was, you know, like a whopping 150 pounds. I, yeah, I, by the end, you know, like, I mean, it was better part of, you know, like a six-month recovery, but I was down to about 115 pounds before I really started bouncing back, and wow. yeah, I could actually get on a bike again. Yeah, and here you are at 24 Hours. Tell us why you participate in 24 Hours. Um, well, my sister passed in 2020, April, and she was a big climber. Um, yeah, we ended up uh, doing some biking together, but yeah, she was really into, I mean, getting out with her family, her friends. And this is an event that, I mean, seeing my family, seeing my friends down here, it's a chance to do something with them and, and a chance to push myself. Yeah. So because it's here, that's it, you're doing it. I mean, it's available. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, this is, you know, it's one of those things, right? We talk about genetics. We talk about being educated, educating yourself, being your own advocate. And that's what you guys did. And you found it at an early stage, thankfully, in a, in a roundabout way. Yeah. yeah. As, as opposed to late stage, which makes, obviously, we know a huge difference. So why do you participate? Um, there was a lot of fear that I wouldn't be able to do anything like this again. Um, and being able to push myself, I... And being able to, you know, like, I mean, just kind of move forward with my life. Um, I feel like, you know, like this is a great chance to see my friends, my family, and, yeah, do something that I love. That's great. awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Remember your sister, too, right? That's right. Absolutely. She'll be out there with you tomorrow. Yeah. For sure. Thank you. For sure. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin, for sharing with us. We appreciate you. We'll see you on the trails. Yeah, you guys put on a great event. Thank, Thank you, sir. You. We appreciate it. I have to say I'm excited, but I'm it's a weird thing to say, right? Excited to introduce right. our next guest. Right. Um, I've known Susan for a long time, and Susan has been a long-time participant here with her husband. Uh, our kids race mountain bikes together. And um, anyway, so um, super excited because um, she's a personal friend. And so I want to say thank you for joining us on the podcast and sharing with us today. Um, tell us about yourself and your diagnosis. Okay. Um, my name is Susan. I am, um, wow, I had uh, failed to have a mammogram for about three years and went in, had one, and it was, uh-oh, there's something there. So... Um, went through all the tests, the biopsy. Um, the initial diagnosis was actually good. Wish I could go back in time um, and keep that one um, because the initial diagnosis was that it was non-invasive. And, um, but the solution was a bilateral mastectomy. So we did the bilateral mastectomy and then did the additional biopsies and unfortunately, um, that's when I received the second diagnosis of triple negative breast cancer. 
invasive, aggressive, hard to treat, and it was in a lymph node. Oh, wow. Yeah. A shock to your system, right? Yes, absolute yeah. right. shock. Um, so uh, the next step was chemo. Um, I have finished one round of chemo. I have completed my reconstruction, which is great. Um, and I am in the middle of my second round of chemo. Right she now. has a beautiful haircut. I she love does. it. And she's here participating with her husband after second round of chemo. Yep, we're in, we're in, in the, the middle of the second of it, round. You know? and Pam, I'm telling you. Let that sink in. Sit, let that sink in. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, somebody just won big. Yeah. I have to tell you, Susan has done numerous long-distance rides. You know, going out on a Saturday in a group and doing 100 miles is a normal occurrence on a Saturday for Susan. So you're talking about someone who um, is the epitome of health, active, you know, out there. And then to have this is a gut punch because those of us that ride bikes, when you're told you may not be able to do much or it's gonna, you're going to have your ups and downs, right. it's hard. So I know for a fact, I want our listeners to hear this, I know for a fact that just like a week ago, two weeks ago, how far did you ride? 42 miles. 42 miles. Exactly. 42 miles and just had chemo. That's impressive. So those of you who say, I can't, and you know now why we say you can at whatever level you can do that at. That's right. And it's important. It's important. And I know that um, uh, Susan loves to be on the bike. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> Susan's been here a lot of years. Do you know how many years you've participated? This is our ninth year. Ninth year. And they're on the road. very many. They don't. They're on the road. So, you know, we've talked a lot of mountain mm-hmm. bikers. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are road guys. So, they've you know, they're on the road. And uh, her and her husband are really special people. So... Tell us real quick, Susan, about how your journey, which you're still in, has maybe adjusted or changed your outlook on life. Mm. Oh, this is the hard part. <laughs> yeah. We can all get tissues out about okay, right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know, first and foremost, it's, it's just solidified my faith. hard um I know what I believe (laughs) from every with every fiber of my being um Jesus is my savior this wasn't a surprise to him he knew it was coming he's been preparing me he walks with me every step of the way and no matter um no matter the outcome it's gonna be okay I mean I'm okay and um, that's probably the, the biggest thing, the biggest impact. Um, but wow, the overwhelming love that people have just poured into my life. I mean, complete strangers. I have people I've never even met who send me cards every couple of weeks just to encourage me. People who reach out. Um, just the love, um, the realization to that there are so many people fighting this battle. The first time that I went in to, um, to the cancer center to do blood work, 
I was in tears. I was overwhelmed at the number of people sitting in that room with me. We have to find a cure. <laughs> yes, we do for this, and I we know. have to support these people. <laughs> I know I'm one of them, <laughs> but I mean, we have to continue to give to things like 24 Hours in the Canyon. And cancer is so expensive. Number one, I mean, you attach the word cancer to it, and you can add a couple of zeros to every bill you get. And so for this organization to provide the services that they do for free, it's unheard of. I mean, and it's amazing. And now that I'm sitting on this side of the fence, I really do understand the value of what y'all do. You know, oftentimes we hear that story. It's not until they get diagnosed, they don't know the true meaning of what we do here in the canyon. You know, um... It's one of those deals, too, you know, Susan and her husband, Brian, have, you know, you just heard nine years, I think, participating and paying it forward and being involved in it. And it is, it, 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 it changes your outlook. And I, I know, you know, what Susan said a minute ago is um, important. So uh, as far as she missed a few mammograms. And, and I know because we're friends on Facebook and I see, you know, you're leading the charge and thank you for doing that of saying, do not skip a year, get in there, yes, absolutely. get your mammogram, absolutely. get it done. She also which, talked about financial stuff and which, people are scared to go get mammograms because yes. they're expensive, but there are resources out yes. there. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, there absolutely. are. There are. Susan, I think I know the answer to this question on a number of, of levels, but tell us why you participate in this crazy wild weekend event um it's so much fun and just from the very beginning the first time we were introduced to what it was and and why it happened um we've just wanted to be involved we want to give back we want to support people who are facing you know awful challenges in their life you know um and and it's just so much fun. I mean, uh, in addition to doing something that giving back and and supporting people who are facing such huge challenges in their life, um, it's also just so much fun. It's so well organized and so well put together every year. Um, it's just an amazing event. There's just such an energy in the air, and it's just it's positive and it's good and it's fun and it's. Um, I know I keep saying that over and over, but it, it just really is. I mean, it, it's the whole package. We're out here blessing people, raising money to support people, going through an awful time in their life, um, and still able to come together and love on each other and support each other and just have fun. And I think the message is anybody can do it. She just yes. had chemo two so weeks ago. I want you to know, Pam. We do, we, the one thing we didn't talk about is Susan and her husband are on a two-person, 12-hour road bike team. Now, 12 hours, that means they start at midnight on Saturday moving into Sunday and will ride until Sunday at noon for 12 hours. I'm feeling like a slacker. <laughs> no, I, but, you know, here's the thing. The, Susan... She would not tell you this, but what Susan normally does at this event is 24 hours solo by herself. And so I long for the day when this is all behind you and you are 
back on that 24-hour road and coming in and turning hot laps. Susan's won our fastest lap a few years. There's a funny story about around that. We'll save that for another day with the trophy. Uh, but some funny, funny times. So we have a lot of history, have a lot of fun. And I'm so thankful you're sharing this with us and that you're taking the charge to say, you know what, do not skip a year, get your mammogram, and we do need to find a cure. I want to be out of a job. I hope Pam's out of a job. I'm, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Right? I don't think any of us would care at all. Yeah. I don't think we would. Can okay. I give you a hug, Susan? Absolutely. Right. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> Pam, I, uh, the, this is this is really enlightening. And uh, I know a little bit, too, about our next guest. I think you know guest. all of them, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. It, there's this common weird thread, right? And we talk about that often. What was the hashtag? Uh, so we, we've, we've accepted this new term uh, called Vibe Tribe. And I would think that Steve is, we're his vibe tribe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all He's about. He's looking at you like, I'm not yeah. so sure. I'm, I'm waiting to hear him <laughs> talk. He wants me to explain it. But yeah. I'm not going to explain it because we've got a hill climb that takes place here in about 30 minutes. So we want to hear about Steve. And I tell you, Steve has a great story, um, how we got connected and so forth. So, Steve, tell us about that. All right. So I did this event with my buddy that's sitting over there that's next. David McConico. I did this event writing for him in 2018. Okay? Great event. I We killed it. I mean, it was so much fun. And it was, as somebody that's on the outside, you know, really feeling bad for the people that are fighting this battle, that's where I was. And, you know, I did it. Uh, it was very emotional. I mean, but keep in mind, I was—I didn't know that I had cancer. I was still on the other side. I get back three weeks later. I got diagnosed with stage 4B throat cancer. 4B. Wow. And, you know, the doctors were very positive about the prognosis. So I didn't really get scared. They did tell me it's going to be a really, really tough uh, treatment. I had to do a feeding tube. Um, I had to do, so I couldn't eat anything, any solid food for three months. Wow. And lost 30 pounds, couldn't bike, couldn't work out. I mean, I was just a shell of a guy. But, you know, I was riding out here in 2018 with cancer, no clue. Didn't even know. No clue. You and were so, here supporting your buddy. Yeah. You were his, David's vibe tribe. Yeah. And didn't even realize it. Right. So fight that battle in 2018, went through all the treatment, uh, did okay, did, did, I mean, did as good, I got through it, you know? And um, two years later, last year, uh, I was diagnosed with a restaging of the cancer and it came back in my lung. So panic again, you know? Uh, doctors really didn't panic too much, but at that point it was metastatic. So there was a little bit bigger, more, more concern. It had got into my lymph nodes and started spreading. Uh, but since we were already doing the regular scans and, you know, keeping track of it, it, you know, it didn't get further along than it should have gone. So we, we caught it early and uh, we did treatment again, got through it. I got a scan on Tuesday, all clear. 
Fantastic. Tuesday. All clear. Fantastic. So wow, Tuesday, today is Friday. Friday. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Pam, so I, my, I, I know of, knew of Steve before today. Never met him. Never laid eyes on him. Right. And actually, we had an encounter earlier in the day. Yeah. And nearly knocked the socks off of me because we were like, we were talking, and then he says, oh, you're Ryan. I'm Steve Schmidt. I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> I mean, look at the guy. I'm shocked. Yes. You would have never thought that you but had. But, see, that's the thing about cancer. You can't look you at somebody and go, exactly. oh, that person's got to have cancer. That's where I was headed. You know what I mean? You it's, can't. It's just, it's a faceless disease. Yep. You can you could be having you could have four stage four whatever cancer, and not know it. My symptoms never really uh, manifested. Um, I had a six centimeter tumor in my throat that caused some difficulty sw- uh, swallowing, but for the most part there was no illness that went along with it. There was no sore throat. I mean, no telling how long it'd been growing. Six centimeters is pretty it's pretty large. big. Large and. So, you know, I had no idea. I'm healthy as a horse. That's right. Never get sick. Yeah. But, you know, somebody that uh, hadn't seen me in a long time noticed that um, the side of my neck was a little swollen. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I looked at it. My wife and I never even noticed it because we see each other every yeah, day. Every day. It's so gradual. Yep. Every so, day. <laughs> How has uh, that diagnosis changed your outlook mm-hmm. on life? It has made me... My perspective has completely turned around. Um, you know, before you realize you have a disease that can take you off this planet, you live life a lot differently than you do when you know that the, that the end it could be near. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly, I, you know, I've got three kids, got a wife, and, you know, you just, you show them the love. I mean, it, it's just... I'm a loving guy. I'm a, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a pretty good dad, but I think it, it got to step up a whole lot, 100%. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about, <laughs> as you're getting notice from your, your good buddy. Right. Yeah. So tell us about why you're participating in 24 hours. Man, I'm participating because it's fun. Uh, we love challenges. We love a lot of really this terrain is is right up our alley yeah. we love the the, the the technical challenges the hill climbing just the, the 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 push of our limits and now that i'm on the other side of cancer been diagnosed came through on the other side man i want to offer whatever kind of help i can to people that are going through this right now that have just right. found out that they've got it yeah because I remember how I felt. I was devastated, you know? And luckily I had David to kind of help walk me through it. Yeah. You know? Mentor. So that's, yeah, I want to be there for somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we talk about that, right, Pam, with our, our survivors about finding someone who could be your vibe tribe, right? There's another time we can use that, but someone who's your mentor. Right. It's been through it. It may not be. I don't know David's story. We'll find out here in a little bit but may not be your exact same kind of cancer, but you've got that common thread. Oh, yeah. And if you can't find your Vibe Tribe, we can help you. We can help We you. have resources. That's right. We have resources. And let me just say this. My Vibe Tribe is the mountain biking community That's at large. Right. Yeah. I mean Uh-oh. to tell you, you they stepped up. <laughs> yes. They stepped up. People I don't even know just stepped up to offer encouragement and support. 
It's so. a very close knit community, the cycling community. Yeah. You know, roadies and mountain bikers often don't, often don't see eye to eye. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. there's this, you know, it's us versus them and uh-huh. whatnot. But um, it is. It's a very close knit community, and everybody in that community would do anything. It's like at, going to war at any given moment. It's like having military You're people right. on yeah. your on your side. I would you know? agree with that. I would totally agree with yeah. that, 100%. Um, is there anything else that maybe, Steve, the significance of this? Obviously, having been diagnosed shortly after going through, you know, the 24 hours and being diagnosed, and then now here you are. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts leading into uh, tomorrow's event? Man, I'm just going to give it all I can, you know. Um, I mean, I'm, go- I'm still going through treatment right now. Yeah. So I just got infused on Tuesday. Uh, so I'm still kind of going through treatment. It's uh, immunotherapy, so it doesn't impact mm-hmm. me as much. Right. But I can still feel it. So um, I noticed the past two rides that we've done, three rides uh, since we got here, it's, it's tough. You know, I, I don't feel as fit. I don't feel as able. My body's just not there, you know. So I'm just going to push as hard as I can. And I'm not racing against anybody but myself yourself yep yeah go out there and have fun absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely you know and that's what's cool so uh steve's on a, a on a team naturally with his friend who was you know giving him giving him a fit here in a minute ago yeah that boom that you just may have heard is not lightning or thunder it's texas across the way we are not having rain <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness but they're on a four-person team with two cancer survivors and one still going through immunotherapy, yep. which is fantastic. Competitive? Competitive all yeah, the way. Yeah, it's oh, indefinite. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are not non-competitive, Pam. It's preventive maintenance now, so and, and it's working. So, you yeah. know, hey, as long as it's working, let's keep on doing let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Keep moving. I That's like right. that. Moving on. Yep. Moving on. Thank Absolutely. you so much for sharing your Thank story. You, Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Awesome. Pam. You know, here's the thing. Steve led us into our next guest, right? Right. Because I think they're, like, picking on each other and having a good time. So and Dave, that's what it's all about, This right? is what's cool, too. So here's the thing. I've known David by way of being a participant in 24 Hours for how many years? Since 17. Since 2017. I've never really, like, shook his hand. Till today. Till today. Yeah. Uh-oh, today. you don't know him? Like, I don't know David. I know of, but I don't vicariously know. Through vicariously through Facebook, too. Yes, we're on Facebook, <laughs> you know, and I know nothing about David. This is one of those ones that I know of, but I don't know, and I don't know David's story. I have a feeling it's going to be another good story. It's going to be good. So, you know, teammates with Steve, uh, Steve kind of set the bar, and David's here. So, David. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your diagnosis. Well, unfortunately for me, following Steve, I can probably, you know, exceed the bar on biking, (laughs) but not at talking. (laughs) There you go. He's a bigger talker than me. (laughs) All right, so, like, our first time here was 17, and that was because in 16 I was diagnosed with colon rectal cancer. I went through treatment. It was a really quick deal, diagnosed like at the 1st of March, surgery, March 15th, ostomy bags, chemo, radiation, all that, reversal surgery. Finished it in uh, December of that year and then 
I thought, man, I've always wanted to do 24 hours in the canyon. So me and my son Austin came. We did the non-competitive. He cracked his frame about midnight. Oh. That was the year too that it was hailing. We had all the thunderstorms blowing yes, through. Yes, yes, yes. It was yes. kind of an off and on deal, but he cracked his frame on Juniper Cliffside, and oh. so that that kind of killed. He was like, "Go ahead and do it." I said, "Well, I came here to do it with you." So we just hung out, bailed the next day. Wow. I had so no now idea. tell me again, were you diagnosed before you came? Yes. Yeah, so I had yeah. gone through a full Chemo, year everything. of treatment and mm-hmm. finished it December of 16. And then our first the first ride was the was next in year. 17. 17. Yeah. Wow. So you yeah. were still recovering from the side effects of yeah, treatment. Yeah, I think you always recover. Right. I mean, right. as much as, you know, being a guy, you'd like to admit I'm out of the woods. I think there are limitations that you still carry from the effects of chemo and radiation and all that. Sure. Sure. Wow. Uh, you know, that's... I, Obviously, I remember that year very well, um, and and contrary to popular belief, it does not rain every year at 24 hours. I'd like to throw that out there. It it's didn't. We already it got the rain this year. It did not year. in 18. It did not in and 18. And it's not going to this year. Correct. Right. Correct. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, we know that because uh, John Harris from KAMR that it works with us as well. He's the chief meteorologist. Had said. We're good. That's what I keep hearing on the news. We're good. We're good. We made it this far. We're good. So tell us, David, about going through your journey. How has that changed your outlook on life? Every day is a gift. We're not guaranteed that we're going to have a day. So I think each day we should live it to its full potential. I think that goes, I think that's a lesson every person should learn. Yeah. It's just that. It's unfortunate that it comes with a lot of baggage. It does. And a lot of bills. And a lot of, it's like, this would be an easier uh, thing to learn without all that other stuff. Yeah. God doesn't always give you the easy lessons no, to he learn. Doesn't. Sometimes it's the, you, he drags you through the hard mud to get you to figure out. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said hard mud. That's what we've been dealing with all week. Okay, not yeah. mud. But I, that's what I was thinking of. I'm just teasing. <laughs> we've been dealing with a lot. For those of you listening, it's been a lot of rain this last week, week and a half here at the canyon. Uh, a lot of flooding, a lot of uh, craziness. And so that's why we were talking about, yeah. By the time this airs, it's going to be all dried out. It'll be dried out. The event will be over. and Everybody will be happy and gone home and have a good time. Well, we rode the race loop today, this afternoon, before we came here. And I will say it's, it's great. Yes. The conditions are great. The little bit of road thrown in, it's it's all perfect. Perfect. I mean, I it's, like that. it's good. It's perfect, Pam. Did you you get that? Two thumbs up. It's, two it's thumbs approved. up. Wow, Ryan, you did good. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, why do you participate in 24? Um, for me, and you know, because I've had cancer and I can relate. I think until you go through something like that, cancer, unfortunately, for some people, at least it kind of was for me. It was just like maybe another disease another thing that's you know a bad thing of society and so for me it's it's kind of a personal thing and now I I can really relate to people going through that one thing I learned going through my journey as I was going through chemo and I I tried to work every day but I would you know the further along I went in chemo I would go home a little earlier I'm self-employed so I have a little more freedom but I would go home to 2 30 
crawl up in my recliner. My dog would jump up in the recliner with me. I'd take a nap. But I always, I told my wife, I said, you know, the people we encounter in life that sometimes seem grumpy and rude and short, you don't know what kind of battle they're going through. So I think, you know, for me, I was going through my battle. And sometimes we, we jump to too many conclusions about somebody going through a battle we don't know about. We just go, man, they're rude. They're a jerk. But So I think, you know, I really learned that cancer affects a lot of people and a yeah. lot of other diseases affect a lot sure. of people and yeah. symptoms. So that's what made it personal for me. And We can all be a little bit kinder. Sure yeah, can. I, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. We sure can. Well, I'm glad you're here riding. I hope that you have racing, a great... Not racing, not riding. Okay, sorry, racing. sorry, sorry. Got to get the Racing, technology. Pam. They're racing. <laughs> racing. Well, at least go have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told Steve, we're not going to win. I don't really... I'm not... You say racing. No, I know, I know. We're not planning on winning because we've already won. You've already That's won. Right. Yeah. That's Amen. right. Amen. We're Amen. already winners. Amen to that. Thank you, David. You're welcome. Oh, man. What a, what a great story, and we appreciate you guys, and for introducing me to Steve... That's another story for another day. David is actually who introduced me to Steve, and I sent him a care package and uh, kind of hooked him up with some 24-hour oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's when how, he was going through his battle. Yeah, that's I exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. And I appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Anytime. He's part of the Vibe Tribe Part now. of the Vibe Tribe. That's our, new, that's our new slogan is Vibe Tribe. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's perfect. It's another great example for, of the Vibe Tribe. I don't know how many times we've used that. We need a Someone trademark. Needs to count Hashtag Vibe Tribe. Send them in. We're going to get shirts, bumper stickers, hats, everything. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, David. We All appreciate right. you. Thank you. All right. Okay, Pam, this is yet another person that I know. And I've I got heard. got a lot of history. Um, I got an email from him, and he said Mr. Parnell needed to tell me something about the him. Oh, uh, something about him. Well, for instance, okay, so first of all, real fast, uh, this person is the oldest person participating, racing, in 24 Hours in the Canyon this year. The oldest, youngest person. Oldest, youngest, most seasoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person crewed me to uh, my first, through my first 24-hour event, which I got third, by the way. First one ever, <laughs> got third. Not here, but it was at another place. Much harder terrain than what we have uh this person uh participated with it or crewed with his son in the very first 24 hours in the canyon i got a lot of history with this person this person's great it's fantastic um chuck anderson is in the house tell us about your cancer diagnosis chuck hello fam hello how are you ryan you failed to mention the fact that we crewed at ram well, and for and, three years and yeah. officiated for five. Uh, Sounds like a, your memory's a little bad, right? Well, no. Chuck's been involved in Race Across America, which is 3,000 plus miles. Oh, wow. Across the United States. His son did it on a team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting, crazy race. But, uh, Chuck, tell us about your, your cancer journey. Say it again. I got a lot of noise behind me. <laughs> tell us about your cancer journey. My cancer journey has been mostly skin cancer. The most recent three weeks ago, surgery here. So it's, it's an ever-occurring thing almost annually. I get checks every six months, and every six months they find something. But facial, ear, back, yeah. arms, you name it. Your dermatologist it. is your best friend, huh? Uh, just about, <laughs> just about. 
Well, and 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 Chuck, I know we're going to ask this next question that we've asked all of our our, our folks about uh, your battle with cancer and changing your outlook. But it goes a little deeper than just your cancer journey. Tell well, that's true. That. And, and, you know, as you well know, uh, two days ago was the 20th anniversary of the loss of our daughter to cancer. And that's really how we got involved with Ryan and, and the 24 Hours in the Canyon. Uh, when it was first mentioned to me, my son was involved with it, and we said yes. So we've been with Ryan in the 24 hour from day one, and it's been a great journey. Yeah. We've enjoyed it. Yeah, Chuck and, volunteers out on the 100 mile course with our road riders, um, and then comes down and he's gonna participate this, this weekend and turn in a few laps. He's always out at the red eye rider uh, lap, and I mean, it's Chuck's involved and, and he's 100% committed. I've said this before, I, you know, I consider Chuck, you know, a, a, a father, of, especially with me mentoring me through the the hurdles of road riding when I rode my road bike, you know, and I'd come into the pit and he always had me, man, if it was easy, everybody would be out here doing it. Right? That, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's true. That's a Chuckism, that if you will. Oh, no. And uh, really kind of swift kick in the pants, like, get back out there on the ride. I mean, we're not here for sitting down. I mean, it, so Chuck's, Chuck has been through a lot, and he's, he's tagged in with us with 24 hours. So why do you participate? Mainly because of our daughter mm-hmm. and, and what she suffered through for two years. And you'll pardon me a little bit if I get a little emotional about that. That's what but, this podcast has been tonight, a little emotional. Well, she struggled okay. hard. She struggled hard for two years. And I just... There are so many people. Uh, You just interviewed one, Susan Alger. She's on our team, Team Terry. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's named after our daughter. But Susan's on our team, and she's battling now and and doing very well. And we're so proud of her to be here. So, but uh, it's it's an ongoing battle. You know, one of your questions, I'm going to precede you a little bit. One of your questions was, what's my outlook on life? It's way too short, and when, especially when you get to be my age, it's getting shorter. But I don't worry about it. I go by a phrase that Willie Nelson used: "Everything and everybody will die, but until it happens, don't worry about it." And that's my I like philosophy. That. It is. It is. That's my philosophy. You know, Chuck's my vibe tribe. I've relied on Chuck countless times riding bikes. Um, it's it. We're, we're there. We're there. And uh, I just want you to know, Chuck, I appreciate what you've done for me over the years, what you've done for 24 hours in the canyon. Um, you know, Chuck's the first one to step up and volunteer and help out and do. And it, it, it's and, and I know why. I mean, it's because yeah. of, of your history and, and, and your daughter. And uh, But he won't tell you the real truth. I'm probably one of the thorns in his side. Oh, because no. I text, I either text him or call him all the time. Which is okay. And the closer we get to race day, it increases. So, but he always takes care of me. Well, I do, good. I do, because I, I, I got to. Chuck's important. He's very important. Chuck, thank you for sharing with us. Thank you uh, for all you do. And you're welcome. And uh, thank you for, for what you do for 24 hours. And you bet. In, in, in honor of, of Terry. And I tell you, I know... This falls on that anniversary every year. Yeah. 
It does, and um, it's for a reason. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah. I think that's that's one of those. Uh, it, nothing happens with it, happenstance. It's it's there for a reason. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we're here because the very first one fell on that anniversary. That's right. right. Of of her second year, I think then. That's right. But that's why we're here. Yeah. And we yep. love it. That's right. Go out there and have some fun and honor her. Hey, I'm going out there and give it the best I got. <laughs> That's right. Now I've got my son crewing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thank Chuck. You, Thank Chuck. you, Chuck. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Ron, this brings us to our last segment. Yes, uh, our Pete's Powerful Moment. And We've I, had some pretty powerful moments you know, this evening. I, Pam, I, it's one of those things that um, I think this has been more powerful than I ever anticipated. It makes all the hard work even better. Well, and I'm not going to lie. It's been a rough week. <laughs> you know, there were questions whether this was going to happen. There were mm-hmm. questions whether we would be able to have, you know, as we normally do. Um, our committee and a crew came together like champs, as they always do. And the good Lord uh, stopped the rain for a few days. That's right. And here we are. And so uh, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. And share your pizza. We're going to have two. You're going to have one. <laughs> and I'm going to have one. Let's see if we can get through these um, without some tears. You know, um, whenever I first started at 24, Ryan said, hey, we've got this big event. I know nothing about bikes. I'm not an outdoors person. So he says, yeah, we're going to go down there. They're going to ride for 24 hours. And I thought, who in their right mind would ride a bike for 24 hours? I can't even make it up the hill. But I quickly realized how important this event was when the sirens go off at noon on saturday it's the vibe tribes supporting the vibe tribes and it's this weird sense of the survivors thinking the riders and the riders thinking the survivors that's pretty powerful yeah. Huh. yeah. You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> and Pam, I, I have to say, um, there are moments every year where, you, you know, the hurdle seems so large and the, boulder is in the way and but have you learned something tonight (laughs) have i learned something (laughs) tonight? i learn something daily and especially around this time i meet people that come up to me because they i mean i had a lady earlier was like oh you're the ryan and i'm like listen no there's no i'm kind of getting sad we have the penny and we have the ryan i know and i'm like (laughs) you know it's one of those deals it's like no 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 Listen, I'm, I'm just the person who was blessed to go through what I went through, who took on this role with open hands and said, mold it, use it to whatever it needs to be. And I mean that with all sincerity. And I think the most powerful thing I've seen from this thing over the last 15 years is what we just witnessed for the last hour plus mm-hmm. talking to people that I know and have known who are now going through what no one ever wants to go through. 
And this crazy little thing that I'm just going to be real honest was one of those deals that was like, yeah, we'll do this in one and done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, little did you know, right? And move on. I mean, right? And so here we are 15 years, and these people are my vibe tribe. I've learned that more than ever tonight. You're my vibe tribe. Penny is my vibe tribe. Everybody here, it's our vibe tribe. We're in this together. We're out here for a good cause. Yeah. I mean, it's not glamorous. No. But it's the right thing to do for the right cause. And the most powerful thing I've seen is people talk about this thing like it has changed their life. And it has. And I never in my wildest dreams felt like this was going to become what it is. And I'm so thankful now for the struggles that I have, or that we have, I should Mm -hmm. say. It's not just me. It's our our folks. I'm so thankful for the struggles that we have to put this thing on because I can't imagine not doing it. And if it wasn't for this event, we couldn't do the things at the center. So I'm grateful for those that have fundraised and come out and support us and I hope that everybody had a great time yeah it means so much to hear people talk about this thing in the way they do mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't know how it can be more powerful than that I don't do know you? I'm speechless I am me too and I know I, I've said that a time or two And our listeners are thinking, no way, Ryan talks too much. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting off time limit. (laughs) I know, I know. There's a lot of things that have been said about that. Yeah, Ryan (laughs) loves to talk. If you're listening to this podcast, we want you to share it. We want you to pass this along. We want you to tell everyone about the services and the things that we have to offer at the center. Come and join our Vibe Tribe. Join our Vibe Tribe. We're going to have to get stickers, T-shirts, hats, everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Pam, our Vibe Tribe is not a bad place to be. No. There are worse Vibe Tribes than ours, and ours <laughs> is good. We like to have fun. We like to have fun. We can cry with you. We I can know. Make- We've shared a lot of tears tonight, <laughs> and I, it, we, it won't happen. I mean, this is not the end of the, the, the weekend. No. There's a lot more still to come. And I tell you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, pass it on. Get your friends involved who are going through this. We have resources to help everyone going there. Call us at the center, 806-331-2400. Get involved. Absolutely, Absolutely. 100%. Pam, I'm excited for the rest of the weekend. Me too. You better hurry up and get out there so you can get to the hill climb. It is, it is. The hill climb's coming. You know, our friends that are already, we're talking about doing it. Uh, We cannot wait. So here's the thing. Last thing I want to say. I want to say thanks to everyone who has participated and sponsored this event, fundraised for this event. We're here because, you know, and in, in the, in the Pete's Pondacetta Primal Pre-Ride Party, that's all the noise you've been hearing. They've been having fun. Uh, you know, Pondacetta, I know I heard a minute ago that they're out of the Park Road 5, and I, I know that's a bummer. Another our, P. Well, my goodness. That's our beer for this event. 
There's so many great partners that we have, Pam. It's amazing. And I'm going to quit talking now because our listeners are saying Ryan is dragging Penny's on. giving you the eye. I'm, give, I'm getting the <laughs> eye from the penny. The penny. I am. I am. And so with that, I'm going to tell you, hit all the buttons and join us next week for another episode of Beyond the Ribbon.